is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek Harbaugh is back, at least for 2022, another season. We'll see what happens after that, but a big, big turn of events at the last minute. You know, it looks like he's gone, headed off to the Vikings, uh, and then we get that Adam Schefter tweet. It was like, he's back. He told Ward Manuel he's coming back. And and he told Ward Manuel this won't be a recurring thing. I mean, just an avalanche of information coming on uh, Tuesday. Uh, no, sorry, Wednesday. I was thinking this is Wednesday. It came on Wednesday. Today is Thursday. I botched that a little bit. Doesn't matter. Uh, man, what was going through your head seeing all this unfold? Let me start with kind of what's been going through my head today because today is a lot different than yesterday. You know, yesterday, about 24 hours ago, by the time we're recording now, is when it was announced that, you know, it, he had made the call that he's, you know, returning to Ann Arbor or staying in Ann Arbor, whatever you want to say. Um, but today, you know, I saw a tweet, um, I think it referenced like 60 days ago or so, um, was the Big Ten Championship. They're holding up the trophy. Uh, and then I tweeted out from the, the Wolverine Sounds account, you know, what a month. But really, I started thinking today, what a couple of months. You know, you you beat Ohio State, you win the Big Ten Championship uh, in early December. You have that waiting period, that hype, you know, can they beat Georgia? Uh, is this no. team good enough to play for a national championship? You know, you get that harsh reminder of the reality of, of Alabama and Georgia football and top talent you know top teams in the nation and then you know there's the apparently missed meeting between Ward Manuel and, and Jim Harbaugh in Miami and then just this you know Jim Harbaugh wants to entertain the NFL and then it gets really serious and then it's reported that he's you know obviously um, you know leaning towards it or he thinks the job is his you know there's a lot of things coming out from multiple sources uh, and it just you know is a Kind of a crazy thought today. You know, I was thinking like the last month's been wild, but the last two months have been wild. You know, we've seen Jim Harbaugh in Michigan win a Big Ten championship, and then we saw Jim Harbaugh interview for the Minnesota Vikings head coaching position on National Signing Day. You know, now National Signing Day not as relevant with the early signing period, but I mean, what a I don't think you could in a movie come up with a, a more intense two month span of just highs and lows and question marks and it's you know this this would be a story that will be told uh and hopefully a story that's told of the continuation of good michigan football play and not the debacle that happened before another average michigan football season so that's that's kind of where i'm at you know i i'm seeing fans calling for heads you know more than they've you know, the reality is you make the college football playoff, you have a little bit of hope, you know, you, you think that there's some momentum. And I really do think Michigan can be a good football team again. Um, I think the expectations are likely to be higher than they should be just because they're losing a lot of defensive pieces. But now that you had this kind of flirt, you know, was halfway into the Minnesota Vikings office, but then, you know, didn't get the offer or whatever, I feel like it's kind of going to muddy the waters for, for a little while here, and, and I'm going to be interested to see uh, Jim Harbaugh's first public appearance as, you know, the 2022 head football coach. Man, I'm looking forward to that because I can see him being 
really reserved and not giving any kind of insight into his mindset. Uh, and I can also see him opening up a little bit and being like, hey, here's what I was thinking. Uh, and I don't know if he apparently had that itch to go back to the NFL. Um, and then, you know, we also see reports that maybe the itch went away. And in that second interview, uh, by the time that came around, just wasn't feeling it. I don't know. Like, I I would be so interested to to know exactly what was going through his head uh, through the last, I guess, couple of months. You know, whenever whenever this started for him, I'd love to know when, uh, at what point this season, he he realized like the NFL was an opportunity for him uh, because after after 2020. It's like, uh, you know, maybe the NFL's there, but man, you just had like a crazy bad season <laughs> and, and more people want you fired than anything else. Like, uh, just a absolute roller coaster for him. I'm sure emotionally, but if we can get that tell all, I would love it. I would love another John Bacon book. Maybe the document, uh, this little saga here, or at least something, some really depth uh, in-depth, you know, long article, that'd be great, but uh, the last thing he can do now, the very last thing he can do is come back and coach Michigan to, like, a 5-7 and seven record, you know? <laughs> like, if that's the way this goes, uh, he, he's he's going to be back on the mat, and, and it's going to look a lot more like 2020 than it did, uh, you know, this uh, this time around, and, and so 5-7 and seven can't happen, neither can 6-6, six and six. I mean, the bar is up there and it's up there uh, I would say pretty much permanently now there there's no such thing as massive regression anymore you just can't do it so uh, he knows that and and whether that comes with any amount of uh, pressure I guess is you know that that's how he feels but uh, as fans you know I'm uh, we got to be sitting here like elated of course unless you just hate Jim Harbaugh um, but it's like this high is is here and then you gotta find a way to kind of settle yourself and be like okay what does 2022 actually look like is it is it nine and three is it ten and two like what is it and and decide uh earlier rather than later you know what what you're willing to to be okay with given everything that's happened i think by the time spring ball comes around we'll get a good sense on where our you know we're decently reasonable with our expectations i'd say you know we both shot low you shot even lower um, oh I, I, I was in the basement the man one season uh and and you know rightfully so with what we saw the year before that so i think my spring ball not that this will be in the past necessarily but i think you know it, it'll be focused on you know the quarterback battle you know that will happen before then you know we might even get news before then who knows but you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen before spring ball, but by spring ball, I think you'll get a sense of, you know, some normalcy and we'll just be, you know, kind of riding high on what, what this team could do in, in 2022. But before then, I think, you know, it's been reported that he wants to, you know, talk to the players first, talk to the coaches first. Uh, we're going to have to get some contract info, you know, that's going to be public. Um, you know, I'd like to hear from him publicly, you know, again, uh, I can wait for the book, but it would be nice for him to sit down and kind of talk through some of this stuff. You know, I bet there's a lot of uh, 2023 uh, recruits that, that would, you know, probably benefit from hearing that. 
you know, families and stuff, you know, people looming and, and making recruiting decisions. There's a lot of people really worried about the recruiting. But again, the reality is, even though it was on National Signing Day, that class was uh, was in place. You know, you're more worried about losing a top talent. Um, like, you, you know, Xavier Worthy came and rolled early and then left. You're kind of worried about that. Uh, but for the most part, that, that class is, is pretty set in stone. Uh, in, a, in a few month period or, or really a, a month period um, for this next class, you know, they've got a lot of time, a lot of football to be played to, to finalize their decisions on if they want to join the program moving forward as well. So I am interested, though, to, to hear whatever he has to say. And selfishly, I'd love to hear a little bit about his mind. You know, where I'm at is this is a guy that wants to develop young men to, to be, you know, just that great men uh, but also you know he he loves sending players to the NFL he wants his players to have success in the NFL you know there's uh, players that he's coached that will have a chance to win a Super Bowl in, in a week or so here and and I think overall you know it, the highest level of football is the NFL and winning a Super Bowl is you know the, the highest achievement and he has players that want to accomplish that, and it's you know he has every right to want to accomplish that himself. He was very close, lost to his own brother. Um, but you know, part of me wonders, you know, going through that interview, if things weren't shaping up to be what they thought uh, he would be, whether it wasn't you know clear or it became clear maybe that it wasn't just his job, uh, that he was going to have to interview like everybody else, or if it was some of the media he was seeing during some breaks of how chaotic everything had gotten, like. He loves Michigan. Again, we, we've talked about this. He said he'd coach for free. Uh, he'll be making plenty of money moving forward, I'm sure. But, yeah, I'd really love to, to, to get a peek behind the curtain and just hear from him directly on, on how this went. Because you know he's, he's going to say, you know, back with an enthusiasm known to mankind and, you know, love this team. You know, we've got, you know, great opportunity, the classic Harbaugh stuff. But I'd like him to, to dive a little deeper. I think that could be really beneficial for a lot of parties. What what do you tell players, like not not recruits, players on your roster? What do you tell them when you come back from Minnesota? Like you're clearly like you you were trying to coach in the NFL, and that's different than if it was like, hey guys, uh, you know, let's USC job was opened and I I wanted it and didn't get it. That's different, um, but it's still like. You were, you were clearly had your mind made up at some point to some degree that that you wanted this opportunity instead of coaching at Michigan, or you you at least wanted to entertain the opportunity. What do you tell players when you come back from that? That's kind of where I went. I was going with the Super Bowl stuff. Honestly, I I think it's it's really all about that. I think it's the next level of football. It is a higher level of football, and there's a lot of college players that. You know, the NFL is, is probably their favorite thing. Again, it's a dream for a lot of these guys to, to go sign an NFL contract, to be a millionaire, and, and, you know, make the Hall of Fame, win a Super Bowl. And I think what you have to sell is, hey, you know, I, I was you once. You know, I made it to the NFL. I've coached in the NFL. I've not gotten that Super Bowl. And I, and I, I know that, you know, technically it, it – I mean, it looks really bad. This whole thing has looked really bad. But the reality is, if he was chasing after a Super Bowl, you have to have an NFL job to do that. And I don't think that necessarily makes Michigan feel like a lesser than to, to the players. I think he's probably going to take an angle of, hey, you know what? Like, this is still a dream of mine. Uh, and I've realized now that, you know, the best home for me and the place I want to be the most is here at Michigan. And, you know, it's going to be his job to send his players 
ascend his coaches into the NFL ranks, like a, like a Mike McDonald who was there, you know, got his first defensive coordinator opportunity and passed him right back to his brother and say, you know, go get him. Uh, you know, he his goals are, are going to have to maybe change moving forward. And I think that's kind of why the comment came out of, like, this will not be a repeating thing. Like, I do truly want to try to buy into the fact that this is not going to be a cycle that happens every year. I think he's going to get mentioned in an NFL coaching cycle every year, but hopefully what he says uh, and what he says, especially the players, makes it really clear, like, this is my home. You know, it's my goal to get you to that next level, and you can go accomplish something that, you know, I may never have the opportunity to do. I think it's worth remembering, too, that at his age, approaching 60, I think, um, his next big contract, like, that could be his last coaching contract, the last big one anyway. And I'm sure that's part of the the thought process for him. It's like, I don't I don't have, like, an unlimited number of years, you know. He, I know these Harbaugh's feel like they're invincible and can go on forever doing whatever <laughs> they want. But the fact of the matter is, like, time is limited and maybe Jim Harbaugh's sitting there thinking like I I don't I don't have everything I wanted out of football and I'm I don't have you know 20 years left to do it and so that that next that next big contract I mean that that could be the last one he signs and of course there's all kinds of things that can happen and year one two three four whatever of an eight-year contract like the number of years hardly even matters anymore but just psychologically i wonder if that was part of the calculation too yeah i'm sure it is and and the nfl game is is changing you know the coaching trends right now people are turning younger you know players coaches you know guys that are able to manage a team manage a good staff Uh, there's a lot of young coaches doing awesome things two young coaches coaching the super bowl um, you know, part of it too for me, especially with age, you got you look at a guy like Nick Saban and what he's accomplished. Jim Harbaugh will never be Nick Saban, will never come close to being Nick Saban, might not ever win a national championship. Uh, probably more realistic that he doesn't than does with the way college football is trending and has been trending for a while. But, you know, there's a lot to accomplish still in the college realm too. And one of the things that, you know, you'll look at Saban's career and be impressed with is how many guys he sent to be successful not only in the league as players, but as coaches as well. You know, some of these players that will turn into coaches in the future. You know, his coaching tree is remarkable. You know, Jim Harbaugh has has a, has a coaching tree. I think it could be more impressive as the years go on. I think he made some good decisions with the coaching staff at Michigan, and, and he knows he's in a really good situation and probably, you know, and why he's back, you know, the best situation for him. But there's a lot to accomplish uh, in the college football realm as well. You know, the game's changing. Uh, name image likeness is, is kind of taking over. You got guys like Jimbo Fisher acting like you know none of that is a part of why the recruiting <laughs> class is successful. You know it's sure. it's messy, but I do think he's probably the right guy to to manage that. He has been an NFL coach. He's been a successful NFL coach. He's managed millionaires. Um, you know there's reports that that didn't go all that well at the end of his San Francisco tenure. But the reality is, you know he won champion ships in the conference and made it to a Super Bowl. So I think he's the right guy for Michigan. I think Michigan is the right place for him. Uh, And again, I I think these next few weeks are obviously really important. And by spring ball, I think it will probably feel like, you know, the normal preseason hype uh, and probably even more hype than probably ever before. Uh, One, he decided to, you know, stick at Michigan, uh, even though he, you know, likely didn't even get an offer to go to the NFL. 
Uh, and then two, you know, they're coming off of, you know, being one of the top four teams in the nation. So they've got a lot to prove uh, heading into 2022. Did you ever watch The Office? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ton of the um, I saw somebody tweet the scene where Michael is interviewing for the corporate job in New York. <laughs> Yep. He doesn't get it, and then afterward withdraws his name from consideration. <laughs> Somebody yeah. tweeted that, like, that's what Arbaugh did. I uh, I couldn't help but literally laugh out loud, That, because I don't care if it's true or not. That's just so funny. I love that. Uh, in terms of player and, and staff turnover, um, you expect, you know, maybe – couple guys got their feelings hurt and are thinking about going somewhere else whatever uh but you expect it then for for everything else to kind of stay in place and i think especially in that quarterback room uh we were we were talking about this the other night like there are if if Harbaugh leaves and it's not like Josh Gaddis taking over that quarterback room is gonna split. You just feel it uh, because of of what Michigan has gone through this past season with Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy. It doesn't seem like there are a lot of coaches who could make that type of relationship work. But Harbaugh's back, and and now we're heading back in this direction that we had always kind of uh, considered to be the the case anyway, which is that you know something's got to give here. Uh, but is is there anything you think that that happens because Harbaugh was poking around at the NFL? Do you think there's anything that happens in that quarterback room that really matters in terms of uh, you know maybe maybe one of them decides uh, I don't want to be here anymore? I you know I don't feel like the coaching staff totally trusts me. Like anything anything shakes up in there that you can see or that that would even like make you mildly upset you know i'll take a, a kind of an odd angle to this if something changes i think it's more likely to use lose a matt weiss than than anything at this point um i thought i'd saw in one of the reports that that was who was kind of working with harbaugh um, through some of the interview prep and such uh, that he was working with some of the guys with nfl backgrounds uh, who have you know more recently you know done interviews in the nfl that's uh, a good friend you know, with with a guy, with a guy like, uh, you know, so, so so you know the Vikings uh, hire the the Rams offense coordinator. You know, none of that can be official, obviously, until after the Super Bowl. But Matt Weiss is an up and comer. You know, who came from the NFL. Uh, you know, Mike McDonald came for a year, put in a really great year. I think had a lot of fun doing it, learned a lot, uh, and got himself the opportunity that he was probably ultimately hoping to have. Um, and so I think when you lose a potential good quarterbacks coach and I think Matt Weiss is exactly that you know the way he looks at the game you know the fact that he's worked with Lamar Jackson uh at, you know some of his most productive NFL seasons so far um you could see changes there which could lead to more changes because that's obviously a, a direct relationship as well but with Harbaugh being back uh with Gaddis still being around you know like we talked about the other night those are the guys that actually manage that quarterback battle really really well I would imagine they would be able to handle it well if there should be a, a change in, in the starting role. Um, how, you know, Cade McNamara, if, if he loses the job, reacts, you know, is, is up to him to decide. Uh, you know, he's backed by Brady Brand, a, a Michigan man. 
Um, you know, I think he's pretty committed to Michigan, but just with the way that COVID, you know, changed things with eligibility, you know, he's got a lot of eligibility left as well. Um, and so it's going to be interesting. That will definitely be a hot topic. And then the other hot topic, of course, defensive coordinator. Uh, I think that's what can bury some of this NFL stuff sooner than later is if you either go out and get an outstanding hire or you make a quick uh, promotion from within uh, to a guy that you think is most deserving to have that role. I think, you know, info on that um, coming sooner than later is it's probably going to happen before we learn anything about the quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, in terms of players, it's, it's so hard to tell. You know, you could lose uh, an early enrollee who just feels like it's not for them, uh, like Xavier Worthy last year, no matter what. So I, I think the early enrollees are probably most in jeopardy, but there's not a player right now that I can think of in particular that I'd be worried about losing. It seems like most people, especially those in that final shot watching Georgia celebrate, seem pretty hungry and, and ready to come back. But, you know, like you said, hurt feelings probably happened at every level, administration, uh, <laughs> you know, coaches, uh, bosses, and then most importantly, you know, the bloggers, media members. Most importantly, yeah. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Super Bowl, who you got? I'll take the Rams. Just because of Matthew Stafford, huh? I assume. I don't you know. know, part of it's Matthew Stafford, but I think I enjoy watching that team. You know, the like Aaron Donald on defense, you know. Not not a big Odell Beckham guy, but the fact that, you know, he was counted out and that it was the end of his career in Cleveland and, you know, has obviously – um, played well with, with Matthew Stafford throwing to him. Cooper Cup, a guy that's exciting to watch. Uh, but I like Joe, Joey B, man. Joe Burrow mm, uh, to make it too. to a Super Bowl after an impressive year at LSU when they won the national championship. I won't be disappointed either way. I just hope for a good game. You know, the NFL has been providing blessing after blessing with game winners. If the Super Bowl is a dud, uh, I'd be shocked. And I'd be disappointed, but I'll take the Rams if, I, if I'm going to be a betting man. But, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed. I think Cincinnati winning uh, gives hope for, for us Lions fans that, uh, um, you know, something good could happen. Whereas Matt Stafford winning, you know, tells us everything we already know that he was just a right. good team away from, from doing what he wanted to do in Detroit. Right. Oh, I – has there ever been in, in recent history anyway a, a case of like two very likable quarterbacks in the Super Bowl? Can you think of anything? I mean, I don't know. I think people hate Tom Brady, but my mind went to Tom Brady and uh Matt Ryan, but I don't know. I'm trying to think through I think Breeze and uh Peyton Manning played each other. Um, that would that'd be a good one. I think that's that's probably one where you know especially indianapolis colts uh peyton manning and you know drew Brees, you know always with, okay. with the saints there to the end of his career that that feels like one that, that comes to mind that could be likable but no you know you've got a you've got matthew stafford a vet who was in the wrong place not the wrong place you know i hate uh, the that, wrong but, place <laughs> you know was was not on a team that was going to help him accomplish his goal of winning a super bowl and you've got joe burrow who's you know in a part of this big future wave of young quarterbacks that are electric ohio state product uh, joe burrow i can't believe they're running with that <laughs> i cannot believe that straight from the, and the only way they should be running with it is that a decision was made to to start somebody else over him and and obviously that coach isn't there so that doesn't matter but 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't think you'll see him. You know, when you win a national championship with one team, you might give a little love to the coaches that recruited you and you, your, it was your home originally. But I don't, I don't think he's going to make a – his Ohio claim now is Cincinnati. I think that's plenty for him. All right, last thing. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Jim Harbaugh walks into your house and and he's like, let's let's get dinner. And and you get him for an hour. What are you telling him? Am I telling him, man? I'm going to ask him probably a question and <laughs> until until he, you know, the hour runs up, you know. I think the first thing I'm going to say is, "Hey, you know, thanks for making a decision to to come back to coach my favorite team." I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Thanks again for the for the blessing you brought me and my family uh, with a big. This sounds like a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm gonna have a lot of questions, like, you know, like I want to I want to learn more like, about what the hell? you know, young Jim Harbaugh. Like I think I would oh. take that opportunity to learn, you know, just his love for the game and and see what makes him as, as quirky as he is. You know, I would be most. Uh, interested I was gonna in that. say crazy. What makes you as crazy as you are? But that's everybody's favorite thing, so it's not yeah, an insult. Know, I'll say this: an hour is is not enough. But you know, I, I think I'm. I, I can have some good conversations and have had some good conversations in life. I think an hour with Jim Harbaugh, I could probably get some info that not a lot of people know, and, and I feel feel oh, very yeah. confident of that. I would not share that because cool. I, I believe in confidentiality. But you know, give me and an it's hour, just really I cool think, to know something that others don't. Yeah, I mean, there'd be no way of me knowing that unless she's like, Derek, you know what? I just feel the need to tell you something I've never told anybody. <laughs> I'd be worried about what that would be. At that be point, you're like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to wrap this thing up 30 minutes in. Thanks, Jim, for stopping by. Right, yeah. Uh, we'll get back next week, and I guess we'll be back to basketball. I I hope and pray the the football stuff is over for now. I mean, if we don't have any football stuff to talk about until spring, like that's the ideal situation. So hopefully we get there. Um, I guess, you know, Michigan's got a, a game against Purdue on Saturday. We'll get back and talk about that. And then they play Penn State. I'm pulling this off the top of my head because I was looking at the schedule earlier today. But I think Penn State on Tuesday, guess what, Derek, is a 9 o'clock tip. Classic. <laughs> Love it. Love going into my Wednesday on an hour less of sleep. Uh, getting to bed at 11 off the emotional high or low of a Michigan win or loss. That's just the ideal situation. Couldn't ask for anything else. Love these 9 p.m. weekday tips. Can't get enough of them. But, uh, keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming, exactly. I love it. So we'll see you next week. Uh, take care out there and go blue.